Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. Hey everyone. I had the pleasure of speaking with Astrida Curris, and she's the owner of Newgrad RDH. She works primarily as a temp hygienist, and she also helps support the journey of new graduate dental hygienists to navigate those first couple of really challenging years as a hygienist. I really hope that this episode is beneficial to you, gives you the confidence you need to go right out there when you graduate and pursue some temping opportunities. She talks about the pros and cons of temping, and she does believe that temping is the new interview. I find that temping really helps you get to know the pulse of an office, and it really allows you the opportunity to kind of feel your way and navigate through some of the differences in offices so that maybe you can help define what type of office you are looking for. It's a completely different experience than school. So it's really important for you to get yourself some foundational understanding. And I really like how she explains some of the benefits of temping and how you can be successful in navigating the temping process. Take a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everyone. So today I have Astrida Curris with me and we are talking about her new RDH podcast. I'm super excited about this. I think this will help a lot of our students who are just getting ready to graduate, who have lots of uh, questions about the field of dental hygiene. And she's taking the time on her lunch break in clinical hygiene to speak with all of you. So welcome, Astrida. Say hi to our students. Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to talk with you and share some words of wisdom to your lovely listeners. Yeah, and just following you on Instagram, I can tell you have a lot of words of wisdom. But before we get down to uh, what it is you are passionate about doing and helping our students with, can you tell us just a little bit about what led you to the field of dental hygiene and how you ended up here? So I was like one of those weird kids growing up that like, I knew what I wanted to be when I was six years old. Now, granted, I wanted to be the tooth fairy, but tooth fairy and dental hygienists are literally the same thing. Are we not, you know? So I remember it was the sixth grade and we were making this quilt and it was like, all these kids were like drawing a ballerina. They were drawing firefighters, police officers. And I'm over here like drawing a tooth fairy with scalar in their arm and their little mirror in their hand. And the teacher comes up to me and she's like, what do you want to be? And I was like, well, I want to be the tooth fairy. I was like, but I really want to be a dental hygienist. And she was like, do you even know what that is? And I was like, absolutely. The person that cleans your teeth, do you not know who that is? And I just always had a passion for like, I wanted to be able to help people, but I knew that I could never make it as a nurse. because I don't like a lot of blood outside of the mouth area, you know? And I wanted to be able to make people feel good about themselves. And who doesn't feel good when they have a beautiful, you know, white, clean, healthy smile. So that was kind of like how I got into dental hygiene and I just kind of have grown and been passionate about it ever since. Well, I, I think you have become the tooth fairy in a lot of, right? a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> so you do a lot of temping from what I see yes. on your Instagram posts. Can you tell our students some of the pros and cons of temping so that if that's something they're thinking about doing when they first graduate, they can have a little bit of 
leg up on some of the information about that? Yeah, so I strictly temp full time and I uh, wholeheartedly believe, do believe that temping is the new interview. Um, I do believe that temping is a really great way, especially as a new graduate, to get out there and explore the different offices in a more stress-free, you know, um, less interviewy way. You know, when you're in an interview, everybody's on their best behavior because they want you to like, like the office, they want you to like the doctors, they want you to like the staff, and you're not really getting a real feel of what the office is like. So I think it's a really great opportunity to go around and meet the different offices, see what the work culture is like, see what different operatories are like, see what the different equipment that they have is like in different offices. Um, I personally like temping because I'm a mom of two. I like the flexibility of being able to pick and choose my own schedule. If my daughter has, you know, daycare issues or I want to go to her, you know, breakfast, lunch thing at school, I just don't book myself for that day. Um, you know, I can only work eight to four because that's what my daycare schedule is. So when I fill out a temp job, I tell them like, Hey, I work eight to four. That is it. I don't work eight to five. I don't work seven to three. I don't work seven to two. Like this is what I work. Um, and I'm able to set my own rate. Um, granted, you know, you need to be, you know, cautious of that because you don't want to outbid yourself to the point where no one wants to book you as a temp, but you also want to know that you're not going to have the benefits of you know, working in a regular office, you're not getting paid holidays, you're not getting paid vacation, things like that. So you also need to be making a little bit more money than someone that does have those benefits. So I mean, honestly, I don't really think there's a lot of cons to temping. Um, I think the only con is if you need that stability of, I need to make sure that I'm working five days a week, you know, eight to five, because sometimes there are now granted with COVID and the lack of hygienists, I have not had an issue filling my schedule whatsoever. But there was a time where sometimes there would be, you know, gaps and flows in my schedule where, you know, during the summer months or during like February is kind of usually like a slow time for us, like January, February time. Um, I would have days where I didn't necessarily have days to fill in my schedule. Um, but COVID kind of changed all that. And since COVID, I have not had any issues keeping my schedule full. So that is one thing is sometimes the the availability can be a little um a little scarce. Um, sometimes you may have to drive a little bit further than you may want to, to go to an office. You know, if you have to drop kids off at daycare, it may not be convenient to have to go to daycare and then go drive somewhere else. So that can sometimes be a con. Um, and you know, there's always the pros and cons of working with an agency versus doing it yourself. Um, you know, we all know that we are not independent contractors and there are so many dentists out there that like to 1099 you and tell you that you're an independent contractor. And if you don't work through an agency that will advocate for you and make them put you on payroll, then you're going to have to be able to feel comfortable having that conversation with the doctors to let them know like, hey, I'll work for you, but here's my W-4, I will be put on your payroll and you will have appropriate taxes taken out so that you can give me a W-2 at the end of the year and I'm not going to owe a bunch of money at the end of the year. And sometimes, I don't know if it's because not all new graduates are educated on this. Um, or if it's just a lack of knowledge, I really don't know, but doctors like to try and pull one over on you sometimes. And so sometimes you do have to be a little lenient and careful on that when you're doing it by yourself and not necessarily through an agency that will pay you themselves or make sure that you're put on payroll. Um, but honestly, I just see the cons. I love the networking. I've learned so much from other hygienists, from going into offices. I've learned new equipment. I've learned all kinds of different softwares. I've learned what kind of office culture I want to be in. I've learned what it's like to have good teamwork and communication and what it's like to not have good teamwork and communication. 
Um, but ultimately, I feel like for me, it helped pull me from burnout when I was really getting burnout of the monogamous of the same like routine every single day. Um, you know, same office, same coworkers, same patients. Like I see new patients all the time. I see new coworkers all the time. I get the challenge of, you know, getting that patient to trust me in just that one hour appointment when I know I'm probably never going to see that again. That to me is like exciting. Like if I can get them to be like, Hey, I really want to book her at the end. Can I see her again next time? And I can be like, Oh, I'm glad you love me, but I'm just a temp. So I'm not going to be here next time. But thank you. That makes me feel good. <laughs> So how would a student um, go about, uh, if they're about to graduate and they're thinking about temping, uh, how would they go about doing it for themselves or contacting an agency? What would be the way for them to do that? So if you wanted to go through an agency, I highly recommend researching agencies in your area. There's a lot of big corporate agencies, and then there's a lot of small, like locally RDH-ran agencies. I am biased because I myself own a staffing agency on the East Coast. So I personally, um, you know, I'm all about supporting other dental hygienists that are in the grit, in the field, really advocating for you. And I know a lot of the smaller agencies, they actually vet their temps. They actually vet the offices. They get to know the offices and they give you a lot of the information that you need to know ahead of the time so that you can feel comfortable going into those offices. I know there are some larger corporations um, and apps that will 1099 you. So you do have to be very careful about that. Really read the fine print of those apps and agencies to make sure that you're going to be put on payroll and that you're only going to be sent to offices that are going to give you a W-2 at the end of the year. If you want to go at it yourself, you know, you're, the best thing I would say is hand out your resume, create like business cards that say like you're a temp hygienist. These are the hours you want to work if they want to contact you. And I would strictly put on your business card, we'll only accept offices that will put me on payroll as a W-2 employee. Just, you have to be confident to be able to talk to these offices and let them know that you will not be accepting a check at the end of the day as a 1099 independent contractor. Um, and sometimes that could be a very difficult and tough conversation to have, which is why I say, if you're not comfortable having that conversation, you're better off going through an agency. Oh, that's really good information for students to know. And it sounds, I really like how you touched upon the burnout situation because I see a lot of hygienists who are struggling with burnout. And there's a lot of people out there advocating to bring awareness to burnout and overcoming burnout. And so that was something that sparked you going in this direction was that you started to feel that burnout. I did, you know, and I also say, you know, I tell a lot of my new graduates this, Finding the wrong office the first time around is a surefire way to get yourself burned out in the first couple of years of school. And a lot of times they'll commit to an office and they'll be scared to leave for whatever reason. And then they get burnt out. Don't be afraid to leave an office if it's not a good fit for you. If it's not a good fit for you, it's probably not a good fit for them either. And you know what? There's no reason to drag everybody through the trenches for no reason and to get burned out of your career just because you're in the wrong office. Start temping around and find the right office. There, there, is, there are good offices out there. You just have to look. Yeah. And sometimes we think it's us and we might take it personal or we feel inadequate yep. by leaving an office. But the reality is it might not have anything to do with us. It's just not an alignment. It's just not yeah. the right office for that time. It's it's a relationship that you're building. Um, and I'll just speak for myself. When I left uh, my first 
office that I worked in, I felt the hardest part was leaving the patients that I had formed long relationships with. And it just broke my heart. And I do feel as though reflecting back that I stayed there a little bit too long because I was so attached to the patients, but it was so much better for me once I did leave. And so I can see what the struggle is for some hygienists that stay in an office probably a little bit longer than they should, but the burnout is real. And I'm so glad to see that people are talking about that, you know? So thank you for taking charge of that, Estrita, and really bringing it to light for people. Of uh, course. So I'm excited to hear that you've got a podcast. So I, want, yes. I wanted to talk about that as well, because I think a lot of our students today are using podcasts to obtain lots of information that I, I know I didn't have access to when I was a new graduate or, or still a student. So tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so um, my company is New Grad RDH, um, and feeding off of my company where I offer courses for new graduates to help them feel confident in their careers and conquer the op after graduation, um, I would get a lot of questions, like literally the same questions over and over and over again, and I was I literally got tired of answering them, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to create a podcast to answer all the questions for these new grads so that you have some sort, you know, of continued mentorship. I know when I graduated hygiene school, I felt really lonely. I felt like there was like this big gap between the vetted hygienist and the new hygienist. And, you know, there's some like you and I who want to be there to mentor. And there's others that are just like, you know what, I don't got time for this. I don't got time to mentor new dental hygienists. Like I'm 30 years into my career. I I don't want to deal with that. You know what I mean? And so I just felt very lonely and, and, and I felt like I, maybe I chose the wrong career because I just didn't have that mentorship. I didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't have anybody to ask questions about, um, you know, without feeling stupid. And honestly, there is no stupid question because there's still things today that I don't know and I don't, you know, know the information about. And, and, you know, I ask my mentors still even, like even I have a mentor that I go to when I have questions. And I've been a hygienist for 13 years now. Um, so I wanted to be that outlet for others and be able to answer their questions in a safe space. And, you know, if they, if they don't feel comfortable doing one of my virtual courses or, or, you know, doing one-on-one coaching with me, well, then maybe I can answer some of their questions in a podcast episode, you know? And so that's kind of where, you know, my podcast kind of evolved from is just being able to answer questions for those new graduates and make them feel comfortable going into their first couple years as a hygienist. Well, good for you for tackling that. I I do agree. I just kind of think that everybody mentors the new graduates coming out, but you're absolutely right. Not everyone is meant to mentor and not everybody is invested in, you know, sharing their knowledge with the next generation uh, as they come out. So (laughs) I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, well, thank so, you. <laughs> yeah. So, how could students contact you, get a hold of you, find your podcast, find your Instagram, find out what you're doing, and all the things that you're offering for them? So, um, we are on Facebook. Um, New Grad RDH uh, is my page. Um, I also have a website. Um, and then my podcast is literally New Grad RDH Podcast. Super simple and easy. Currently, we're on Spotify, but we are working to become on Apple very, very soon hopefully by the end of the week. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, um, either the traveling RDH or, you know, I'm also on there as new grad RDH. 
Um, and then if you have any specific questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, you can email me at newgradrdhpodcast at gmail.com. I made it very simple to be able for people to find me. <laughs> That's great, Astrida. I appreciate that, what you're doing for students. I appreciate what you're doing for the dental hygiene community. And I'm so glad you're tackling some of those really tough questions because um, asking to not receive a 1099 can be very tough, I think, for a new grad. And even navigating the fee sandwich, I call it, of saying how much you want you know, to be paid, sometimes that can be a really challenging conversation for students to have when, they, when they're just not feeling that confidence yet and they're just kind yeah. of navigating, dipping their toe in the water of going out into the field and leaving school without their faculty, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, they... And I hate that. I really hate that so many people are so like hesitant to talk about pay. You don't have to give them a specific dollar amount. I never say I make this amount of money per hour. I'm like, well, this is the range of what you should be asking for. But ultimately, you know your worth and value. You know what you bring to the table. Go into an interview and explain to them like, hey, this is what I want per hour. And this is what I bring to the table and why I deserve this per hour. But you have to be confident to be able to say that. And if no one talks about what you're making, how does anybody know you're going off of surveys that some random person came up with off the top of their head on some, you know, job board or something like they don't know. So I, I, I've never understood the whole don't talk about what you make nonsense, like educate the world so that we can all get the pay that we deserve. Right. There is no secret sauce, right? It's just, just get out there and share your information and have the right conversations with people. So, exactly. yep. Well, I love what you're doing. Keep it up and uh, stay well, thank motivated. You so much. Yeah, stay positive and uh, we'll talk again soon. I would invite you to send me any questions that you need answered. Questions come up when you listen to this podcast. I have a link in the show notes and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Also, I would appreciate a review if you have time to leave one. Thank you so much.